This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. We do, we do, Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour. Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Did everyone make their New Year's resolutions? Well, one of mine is to not have toxic or flaky people in my life anymore. It's not that hard. You make plans, you show up, guys. But listen, as far as getting rid of everything flaky, that includes dandruff. And that's why I have to tell you about Way's new anti-dandruff shampoo. Now, I like a high-end product. That's pretty obvious. And I've used Way forever. So when I discovered they also had a product to help with dandruff, I mean, so many people suffer from dandruff. I was on board. But what I didn't expect is for their anti-dandruff shampoo to be as great as all their other products. This product smells so great. It smells like ginger and spearmint. And you don't have to take my word for it. After 28 days, 100% of participants agreed they saw fewer flakes and their scalp felt less itchy and less irritated. So go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code VELVETROPE for 15% off your entire purchase. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I, the way, dot com, code VELVETROPE and get 15% off your entire purchase. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the Velvet Rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the ones, the only, Alexia and Todd Napola. <laughs> Hi. What is going on? You know, the last time we sat down and talked via Zoom, first of all, we're on location in Miami. Yes, and I'm so excited about that to be finally in person. It's so much better. I love that you guys love it in person. I like it in person. I do. The last time you were here, you know, I introduced you as Alexia Echevera, even though you changed your name on Instagram. I said, I need to get used to this. I am used to it. Good. You are officially... Me too. I'm used to it also. Yes. Are you used to it too? <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> so tell me, how is... Like, you guys are coming up on your one-year anniversary. We are. How is... Like, has, has anything changed now that you guys are married? Have you found out anything about each other this year that you didn't know before? Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a good question. <laughs> we're, we're just starting with, like, the big questions here today. Oh. Uh, you can answer that. Because I think I'm pretty open. I think he knew everything about my life before we even um, got married. 
you know, we got to spend five years together and living together. And I'm an open book, and I and I like to share my life with, um, with obviously with the viewers with that everyone with, with everybody. everybody. <laughs> so how can I not share it with him? So I think that pretty much he knew who I was. You know, being yeah. married to him has not changed who I am. I know some women once they sign the paper and they make it legal, they're like, "Aquí estoy," like here I am, right? <laughs> And this is like the new me, but I think I've, I haven't changed. Not this year. <laughs> yeah. Did you know what Housewives was? I mean, you know, it was on so long ago. You know, right. you were in, but you guys met before the show came back. Like, did you know what Real Housewives of Miami was? Did you know? I mean, you are a His straight, mom did. <laughs> she did. I mean, I was going to say, you're a straight man, so I don't assume that you know Bravo or Housewives. Well, but I, I shouldn't make. I have heard of the show before, but I didn't know the show was off the air for a few years. When I met Alexa, there was no show. Right. After I met her, I found out quite quickly who she was, and I would tell her we'd go on dates, and everybody would walk up and say, hi, Alexia, how's Peter, how's Frank? I'm like, how does everybody know your whole entire life? And, like, they knew details. I'm like, I, I, it's, like, hard to date you. I, 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 I could see <laughs> it. It was like that, yeah. especially in New York. We have such a big fan base yeah. there. So thank you to all the New Yorkers. <laughs> New Yorkers are in the house. <laughs> yes, I really do. We have a strong connection with New York, and I know New York has it with Miami, and we saw that during COVID that we had so many New Yorkers move yeah. here. But it was actually there. We were, like, uh, on a small trip. Mm -hmm. I was with my kids, and he was with his family, and we went out at night, and he was like, wait, what? <laughs> Like, and I said, you know what? You're going to have to stick around if you want to know more about me and Peter and Frankie. <laughs> and before you knew it, he knew a lot about <laughs> Alexia, Peter, and Frankie. He's like, wait a second. So, I mean, you signed up for this. Like, you were on the show, you know, the first incarnation and now season four. So, you know, when this show was coming back and you knew you were going to be a part of it, like, did you have, like, how did you feel about this, Todd? Because it's new for you. It was totally new. <clears throat> it was, you know, we had gotten engaged in December of 2019. So we were engaged. And then right, I guess it was on February, March, the show producers started talking to us about the show. And they said, how would you feel about doing a wedding on the show? And that was like my introduction to doing the whole thing. And obviously everyone knows from the season how that played out that year. But uh, it was fun. It was interesting. Did you have to adjust anything? Like, did you find it hard to have the cameras there? I don't find it hard to have the cameras there. I have a lot yeah, less patience. He's actually really good. Alexia, though, when it comes to like, you know, you got to film this. You know, it's like you got to be here from two o'clock to six o'clock, and for the first well, hour, I get paid and up, he doesn't. Yeah, I, I didn't want to be rude. But yeah, that too. <laughs> there this is, is that. my job, right? And then you know, is, is a I'm not on the show. Alexia's on the show, so like, if I go to something with her and you do all this filming, and then it doesn't make the cut. You know, it could be something as simple as one episode was good, but I one scene they said it was too noisy in the background. Right. To me, it's like, oh, it's a lot of work, and you didn't even use it. Right. I guess That's, the paycheck makes a difference. Yes. <laughs> the paycheck does make a difference. Yeah. Were you shocked that the show came back? You know, I never, I was not shocked. Honestly, I think I was one of the few girls that always believed that the show would come back. I just didn't want it to take eight years. You know, I didn't want to be like in my 50s. I still wanted it, you know, I wanted to be younger. But I always believed that Miami was very unique. And even when we were on TV in 2010 for the first time, we had so much diversity and inclusivity. And we just had like a different flavor to our city and to the cast. And I think that maybe America didn't get it. You know, I think like the viewers didn't really understand Miami. And I think that after all these years, Miami has become such an important city, you know, nationally and, and globally, and um, that it's different times, and now they get us, and now they love us, and they want to see us on TV. 
I would agree. Now, Todd, before we talk about your amazing book, which you brought a copy of. I'm sure I did. I brought this one yes. for you. Keep, uh, well, I, I will take it. You'll have to sign it for I me. I certainly will. Keeping it real on commercial real estate, which I do. I have a lot of real estate in my family, so I actually want to talk real estate. But before we get there. Okay. Listen, let's talk the new season of The Real Housewives of Miami. Season five mm. it is back. You know, what? What? how is this season different for you? compared to last season? Well, it's it's different in many ways. It still continues to be a lot about my family because I am that person that's very close, you know, to my boys, to Peter and to Frankie. They're a very big part of my life. Frankie, even more so, being that he lives with us and, and um, you know, I take care of him and, you know, he's much more, you know, involving than, than Peter, for example. But so, but I mean, it's different that I feel that, like, not all this pressure on my family. You know, it's so hard when you're going through things in your personal life with your family and about your family to talk about it. And um, this season, unfortunately, it's for Lisa. So I think that she's really the one that's feeling this season, you know, like that pain and um, and has had to get uncomfortable and, you know, speak about things that have, you know, caused her pain and, and it's, it's her season as far as that goes. That's what it seems like from the trailer. You know, a lot of people said last season was the season of Alexia. Right. I say this season is seems to be the season of Lisa. Well, you know, I mean, thank God. I mean, I don't wish that on her or any of the other girls. But, you know, I'm entitled to, like, some happiness and, <laughs> and some peace. You know, that that's more than, you know, than what I like. But, like, I have always said, like, the show documents our life. Whenever the cameras come around, it's what's happening in your life at that moment. Right. And I've always been very vulnerable. I've always been very raw, very open. And I don't know how to disconnect that. You know what I mean? It's like, so you guys saw season four, what I actually was living in my life at that moment. And it was really hard, you know, to, to go through it. But, you know, I had Todd that helped me and, and my family and just, you know, all my friends and my love and support. So I was able, you know, to go forward. But, um, and now Lisa is going through it. And thank God that, you know, she's had us by her side. So, um, so yeah, every, every season, I guess it's yeah, somebody I, I else. I just want to add one thing. Yes. You. you know, one thing the viewer doesn't get is that, like I said, we got engaged in 2019. And before the show came back, which was filmed in 2021, our plan was to get engaged and get married a few months later. And then obviously the world changed in 2020 with COVID. And we thought it'd be a few weeks. Okay, so we won't get married in the spring. We'll get married in the fall. And then it just lingered. And then all of a sudden it became a year and a half. And then the show came back and they said, wouldn't it be great to do it here? So you're talking, forgetting about a TV show. You have a couple who's delaying a wedding for two years because of COVID and then, you know, all this stuff going on. At the same time, we moved to a new apartment. Frankie came to live with us. I have two teenage daughters who came to live with us full time. Yeah. So you have all this dynamic going on, all the pressure the world is under in COVID. Her business was shut down for mm -hmm. many, many months. I'm in the real estate business. And all right. of a sudden, a camera comes in front, and the only one ready for the camera is Alexia. My I'm always ready. My kids right. and I, and Frankie, Frankie's actually the best on the camera of anyone, but the rest of us, we don't understand this, and it's like you have so many things going on in life, and it, just when a couple's getting married, there's enough pressure and stress, mm -hmm. but you put all these factors and delays and problems, and we were finding venues. They'd say, okay, we could do the venue, but for 50 people, and then one venue backed out at last minute, so... When you add that to TV, people don't understand the incredible amount of stress going on behind the scenes. And you see it, you just don't know how it got there. Mm -hmm. Well, you, to your point, yeah, we right. were, you know, we, we knew you guys were engaged. We were yeah. so excited to see mm -hmm. this wedding. I know we didn't see it for, you know, unforeseen circumstances. You guys did kindly 
fi- finally get married, you know, off camera. Yes. Were you, are we going to see maybe some type of celebration this new season? We are. Okay. Yes. I feel like we owe it to the viewers. Yeah, we owe it to ourselves so. and our friends and our family. And, um, yeah, we're very happy that we got to do that. But, yeah. honestly, the best thing was just running off the same bards. Yeah. And getting married, just him and I, we needed it as a couple. We needed it for ourselves. And and it was beautiful. Well, we saw in the trailer also, I mean, we know Gertie planned your first wedding, the one that never happened. We mm-hmm. saw in the trailer, you know, you guys kind of have a thing, you know, where you get into this argument. Is there going to be do. drama between you and Gertie this season? Well, I think we, we you'll have to watch to see, but I feel like we, we do have our moments because I think it's important, you know, like real people and real friends, that's what we do. She, you know, felt a certain kind of way, and I was feeling a certain kind of way, and we had to talk about it, you know? And at the end, we both like each other, right? Or, or we don't. So that's like what you have to see, you know? It's like time takes you to where, where you have to be. Totally. And again, that also weighs into the fact of all the obstacles she and Gertie were having to get a wedding, to find a venue. And remember, a lot of people are trying to get married at the same time. And then you want to bring cameras into the event. And all of a sudden, the price multiplied 10 times just because you want to bring a camera. So they both had a lot of stress going into this. Right. We did. Yeah, That's true. Yeah. What about we also see? Yes, you're I want to tell you what really happened. You're used to the cameras now, right? Like you're used to it. No, he's I actually prefer, really good. Honestly, he's too good. So we we don't want the camera on him all the time. Like you know, stealing the thunder. I say he thunder. would be the perfect house husband. If there was a house husband show, he would be like, yeah. Well, he you would know, be like Nini or Teresa or even Alexia. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, you know, if they keep going with Ultimate Girls Trip, which we're going to get into in a few minutes, like maybe they'll do like an Ultimate Husband's Trip. Ooh, that would be fun. But they have but to Alexia, let us go. But Alexia won't let me go. Yeah, I, just, <laughs> right, I was going to say, you would Alexia, be up for that. Thailand, Thailand, too much? Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> You're like, I, no, I don't think so. No, there has to be a different destination. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, the wives would have to pick the destination. Definitely not Thailand. <laughs> right. You're like, no Thailand. Right. What about, you know, we also see in the trailer we see, and you know, we all don't know how it's edited. You don't have to give us any spoilers, but we see where there's the rumor that like Julia kissed a guy, and then Martina says this can't keep happening. And Martina happening. liked it, yeah. right? <laughs> well, like you know, where she can't keep hap- this can't keep happening. Like, should we be worried about their marriage? I think the only ones that should be worried are themselves if they are. You know, I mean, at at this point, you know, we we don't know. Like, we're just gonna have to watch and see. But you know, marriages are tough, and relationships are tough. And, you know, the only ones that really know are, are them. You know, people like to judge, even like with Lisa and Lenny, you know, behind closed doors, you don't know. People like to say, oh, well, because we saw that in season four, those two minutes, and he mistreated her. But you don't know that. Yeah. You know, that's all we saw. You know, there's so much more behind we were, the scene. We were in Aspen. We were with them at dinner at, at weeks before this happened. That was yeah. February. Wow. Like, they were like, Lovey-dovey like, feeding and, each other. Yeah. Loving each other. Didn't see it coming. Yeah. I didn't see it coming. You know, I don't like to use the word blindsided, but you know, people like to judge just by one thing they see. You know, even like you and I, like they can see us one night at a place in an argument or in a group situation where we disagree and he might be disrespectful, but that doesn't mean your marriage is over. Right. I mean, that's like, that's like huge. From that to like the next day saying, I'm divorcing you, it's like a different story. So you guys were shocked when you heard this? I mean, I don't like to use the word shocked or is anything. Is anyone shocked about people getting divorced Yeah, anymore? I mean, it's something that yeah. happens every single day, and yeah, we know that. You just don't know what goes on. The truth is you just don't know what goes on at home. 
But right. in person, they were both fantastic together. Yeah. I mean, we liked them both. We loved them yeah. both. So you know, I, surprised I was as a couple. disappointed, surprised as well, and disappointed because I thought, because, you know, I'm like Lenny's age, so it's like I put myself in his situation. Like, starting again, he has small children. You know, I had small children. I know what divorce does. It's also bad to stay in a bad marriage and for your children to see you fighting all the time. So I'm not supporting a bad marriage. But it's just the way he handled everything. You know, you can fall out of love and... You can get divorced, but, you know, I feel that he could have handled it a little bit better. Well, there's a lot of conflicting statements about the timeline. You know, he says that, you know, he didn't meet his girlfriend, Katerina, until after him and Lisa were already, you know, made this announcement. I think she implies that, you know, he cheated with her. Do you guys know anything about this? You know, I, I don't. Honestly, I don't. I don't, and, I don't. I don't know that it matters. You know, I think sometimes, but <laughs> yeah. well, we're in a no-fault state anyways, and, you know... <laughs> Miami's Miami. But, um, you know, I want to say that sometimes as women, you know, the signs are there and other people see it, other women, other men, but you are in it and you are blindsided yourself. You're like blind to this and you don't see it. And then you're hopeful and you're like, you know what, it's just like a little stage that you're going through and you're like making excuses up for them because you love them and you don't want to destroy your family. And I think that, you know, I can relate to that and at least I can too. I mean, right, and Lisa says she's blindsided. That's what she, she was, says. And she was very much in love with him and, you know, and, and her family and her children. And, and it's hard. You know, it's hard. I think she was really trying in her own way to keep her family together. And unfortunately, it was a little bit too late. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So I had like the craziest New Year's Eve. I'm in LA for the whole month of January. And you know, like the next morning you wake up and you're texting friends and you kind of are talking about the highs and lows of the evening and kind of trying to remember what actually happened, you know, when you've had one too many to drink. It was such an epic text chain. And I'm like, I wish there was some way to like save this. Guess what? There is. And it's called Keepster. I love photo books, but I never in a million years thought that there would be a photo book that combines texting. Keepster is the only way to easily turn your favorite iPhone texts and photos into a beautiful keepsake book. Here's how it works. You download the Keepster app onto your computer, choose your favorite text, photos, emojis, inside jokes. And then, no, there's nothing else to do. Keepster does all the rest. Keepster is perfect for birthdays and anniversaries and special occasions, engagements. Let's face it, we live and share so much of our lives on our phones. Now you can save what's special with Keepster. So if you have an iPhone, head to keepster.co slash velvet and put in promo code velvet for 20% off. That's keepster.co slash velvet and use promo code velvet for 20% off. 
One last time, keepster.co slash velvet for 20% off. What's up, everybody? It's Adore Delano. I'm here to let you know that my Part of Your World Tour is coming to a city near you. Me and my band are hitting the road in just a few short weeks, and we're bringing the party to you. We'll be playing some of your favorites, like I Adore You, Dirty Laundry, and 27 Club. And who knows? You might even hear some fun new covers we've been cooking up. Don't forget to grab your VIP upgrade so you can hang out with me. Everybody's favorite Libra. Let's party. <laughs> what about, so you guys are here. You're right. Todd is finishing your sentences. They are holding hands. For everyone who's listening yes. that is not watching, like they're holding hands. So, I mean, you guys seem, you know, but do you, listen, you've been around reality mm -hmm. TV forever. Like, do you guys worry at all, like, about, you know, the fact that there's now, you're back on the show? Um, I, I do. We've, we've had this conversation together. And my personal life has always been more important than my professional life. And I've had this conversation with him that if I know that it's something that will affect our marriage and our relationship and my family's life and my family life, that I will step down. You know, the, my family and Todd, my kids are, are, are more important to me than, than the show. And I think and I've I, always I think demonstrated she's great for that. The show, and I think she's a tremendous role model. So I like her doing the show. I don't like to be involved. Maybe some of the other husbands may want to be involved, but I think for her, the platform is terrific. And I think she really is inspiring to a lot of women. So she should do the show. And I think people who watch the show need to know that it is a show about what it's about. But behind the scenes, I mean, she's been spending the whole day working on a toy drive for Christmas. I mean, stressed out all morning trying to get this going. So she does a lot of stuff behind the scenes with this platform to help things and help mm -hmm. people out. So. I think it's great. No, for and I think so too. I mean, I feel that, you know, my story has been a little bit different yeah. from the other housewives in other cities and in my own in my own city. So I like the fact that people do come up to me and say, Oh, you inspire me and I look up to you and in so many different ways. So to me I, I like that. I say that that's the best part about doing a show like this. And I've always actually even thanked Bravo and thanked being on a show like this because it's helped me a lot in my personal life and in my family life, you know, with my kids. And I'm very grateful to them, honestly. Not only, you know, some women like to say, oh, I'm grateful to them because I got my own beauty line or I made so much money from them. No, I think it's helped me a lot in my own personal life and in my family life. And when it doesn't, you know, we always have that choice, you know, to, to step down. And if you saw it was causing problems, you truly would step 100%. down. A hundred percent. They actually asked me that question before, and I've always said that, and it's a conversation that we've had together. But you know what? I feel like a lot of the ladies use that as an excuse. Like, oh, I'm, I, you know, I'm, my husband's divorcing me because of the show. No. You know, I think that there's more there than that. So, um, you know, and I hate to talk about this, but in my ex-relationship, um, that they weren't supporting me, and that, you know, Herman didn't want me to do the show, and he was always like, I'm going to divorce, I'm going to divorce you. We ended up getting divorced or separated, not because of the show, ironically so. So, you know, sometimes, like, in that case, you know, you have to do what's good for you, not what the man tells you to do. But in my case with Todd, like, if I saw that the show was a big pressure and we were not enjoying it and we were, it was causing problems between him and I, I would definitely step down. Wow. It's so hard to... Picture the Miami Housewives without you, Alexia. Oh, she's not going anywhere. <laughs> okay, I mean, just you know, you guys are right. doing fine, so we don't need to worry yeah. about that. Who do you think you know fits in? Because you know, you talk about like the OGs, and now we have like who do you think fits in the best out of the new people, like Nicole, Gertie, Julia? Who's kind of the hmm. 
best that has assimilated into this group of OGs? Um, well, I mean, I wanted to say Larsa, but Larsa, you know, I consider her an OG, even though she was only on for one season. And it was a different kind of season, our season one. But um, I think she was able, you know, to come back. And I always thought she would be amazing. And I missed her. And the fact that I knew the show was coming back, I'm like, Larsa needs to come back. So it's kind of like she's new, but she wasn't. So I don't know how you would consider her, but I think she's the most housewifey. And I don't um, think you could put Larsa on any show. She's going to perform. She's Yeah, I think she was made for that, too. She just always has too. the right thing to yeah. say. She just, she's good. So. <laughs> yeah. Is it a fair fight? So, like, look, last season, season four, we saw, like, this is the scene that sticks out to me, that that tension between Marisol and Nicole. It was at the dinner, and then it was outside in the Hamptons. When they're going at it, it's like, Nicole, honey, you don't, I mean, we have Marisol. She's she's right. she's invented the game along right. with you. Is it a fair fight when there's, like, an OG getting in a disagreement well, I mean, one of these Nicole's movies? married to an attorney, so she's schooled really well. That's true. And besides that, um, you know, I think it's like her personality too. I think actually she really is like a lot different on camera. That's like, I think that that's the problem. I don't to call it problem, but what I kind of like dislike about her is the fact that off camera she's like one person and on camera she's a different person. And I think sometimes, you know, when these girls like sign up to do the show, you know, they, they do like a different kind of casting on this, this, and that. They say all this kind of stuff. But then when they get into the group and we start filming, they want to be like, oh, I'm so nice. I'm so sweet. You know, I want to be good with everyone. And it's really not like that because I know how you really are behind the scene. So I, I think it's a little bit of that. How So what, like Nicole is nice on the show to all yeah, of you? Yeah, she but... wants to be good and, you know, kind of like the peacemaker. And like, I'm the doctor and I'm like smarter than all of you. And, you know, I just want to keep it all together. And, you, and just like, you know, I'm about empowering women, which you can be. But at the same time, you know, you, these kind of shows, you have to be real. Like, whoever you are, just be you. And um, and because, you know, you can't fake it or lie about it for a long time because you're going to get called out. And, you know, you can't lie to the camera or to the viewers. Thank God. The truth always comes out. So what off camera, Nicole, is maybe not as friendly with the rest of you? No, I think she's trying a lot now more because I think she's, you know, starting to understand the show. And, you know, this is a show not only about her or not only about me, not only about Marisol. It's about women, you know, and it's about friendships. And it's about, you know, us being, you know, moms, us being wives and going through different things, being professionals, having businesses. And, you know, being able to speak about anything without really, like, getting into a major fight and you know, and just, like, not moving forward, you know. And I think that we're all kind of, this season, we're all getting there. We're all comfortable with each other. We can talk about whatever we need to talk about and just, like, move forward. Who shocked you the most this season coming up, either good or bad? Anyone shock you? Or you observed anything, Todd, you could <laughs> weigh in on this? What do you think? I, I, I try to not talk to him so much about the housewives <laughs> because, poor thing. Mm. Um, I let her do that with Marisol, her best friend. They're on the yes. phone for hours and hours. And no, <laughs> I am sure. Yeah, well, you see, that's another thing, too. So, like, since the other girls know that Marisol and I are super good friends, yeah. they I think that they're kind of, like, afraid to become friends with me, like, independently because they feel like they're competing with my friendship with Marisol. And I disagree with that. And I've had this conversation with some of the girls because I can be friends with Marisol even if Marisol doesn't like you. 
Like I have that capacity and in my real life, I do that. And I like to get along with everybody and be friends with everybody. But like, I don't have an agenda. I'm not gonna say, well, okay. And, or, you know, not, none of the girls are gonna have an influence on me on who I really like or don't. But I feel like the new girls came into the season thinking, well, those are the OGs. They have these strong ties and they have these strong friendships. And it's them against us or it's right. us against them. And I don't like that. It, it doesn't have to be that way. And it really doesn't. Cause I mean, I could have been friends with any of the new girls. I think they're a great addition. I love each and every one of them. I love like who they are, but sometimes I like them more off camera than on camera. Cause I'm like, I know how you really are. So, but then if you call them out and then you're like mean, Oh, you're a bully or oh, you're so mean. No, like I know who you really are. Let's yeah, I get agree there. With her on that one because you know, we've had the opportunity, like, you know, Anthony and Nicole before the show came out, we had dinner with them. And then when we were in Paris, we met up with Julia. So we've had the chance to be with these people before the show or outside the yeah, show. Yeah, we like and I'm like, with them. Oh, they're so wonderful. They're so great. And then she'll tell me what happened. I'll say, they did what? I, like, they, it can't be that same person. And you get all frustrated. But, yeah. you know, that, that's the show, I guess. Because yeah. yeah. I'm always the way I am. So that's yeah. why to me, it's like, I don't, I, I don't like it. I wish they would really right. be yeah. more themselves. And like I said, they're great. We love you. So it's like, do the mm. same thing you do, like, you know, outside the camera. It all comes out eventually, right? So, like, if yeah. you're being one way and it's not authentically yourself, A, the audience is going to be able to tell. Yeah, that's and what I love about the audience. They're so good. I mean, I'm Nowadays, really impressed. right? Like, do you see a difference between, like, way back 10 years ago and what the audience is now? Yes. Absolutely. And obviously with social media, they just can get on. They call you up for, for anything. And when she did the show the first time, there was no Instagram. Mm -hmm. Right. So you didn't have that platform of going on the show and then answering someone or, or even arguing with someone or anything. It was you saw the show and that was it. Right. Well, so we had the blogs, remember? Yeah. Those blogs. Those oh, blogs. my God. We had yeah. to write these dreadful blogs. That was the first thing when the back show the was day. coming back. I asked, do we still have to write those things? They were like, no, I'm like, yes. <laughs> Oh my, I would, can you imagine? It's like we had to film it, then we had to write like our perspective yeah, and right. what really happened or didn't, and then people writing comments. And then Twitter, I was like, I don't mail, I can't. Now like, oh, people I. could just slip into your DMs and tell you what, what they really think <laughs> yeah. about you. Right. Do Except people slip into them. yours too? Not so much the DMs. You know, they put comments on like a post or right. something, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. But yeah, it's more that I don't really get DMs. You don't really get the DMs. Well, no, but you're right. You have to be authentic off camera and on camera. To your point about Marisol, like, what is it? I mean, do you ever worry about that? I mean, you guys, have, you know, look a lot. Like, you look at, like, Kathy Hilton and Kyle. You look at, like, Teresa and Melissa. I mean, those are family members. But still, you look at, like, Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle. They were good friends. Like, do you ever worry about your friendship with Marisol? My little baby, Loka, my kitty, she loves and deserves the finer things in life. She's just like her daddy. But listen, I never knew that that could include her cat food. I mean, look, I kind of have given up on cat food. It's all the same to me, and it doesn't exactly smell good, and I just figured it is what it is. But then I discovered Smalls. I like to describe Smalls as high-end cat food. It feels so luxurious. Loka seems to be more thrilled with me these days than ever. And it's actually healthy. It's preservative-free. You know how all cat food kind of looks the same? Not smalls. It's healthy protein ingredients. So you can actually like see the chunks of protein. And it's so easy. You go online, you take a quiz, you pick out the flavors your cat loves. They have fresh ground cow, fresh bird, fresh other bird, which it took me a minute to realize that was turkey. That's Loka's favorite. There's fish. And when you're done with the quiz, it recommends what they think your cat will need. And it comes right to your front door. 
Higher quality ingredients mean a healthier and happier life for your kitty. Head over to smalls.com slash velvet and use promo code velvet at checkout for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find, but you have to use my code velvet for 50% off your first order. 50%. One last time, that's promo code velvet for 50% off your first order plus free shipping. If you're anything like me, you made a bunch of New Year's resolutions. Mine are very simple, to eat healthier and to work less. Now, the working less isn't going so well, but eating healthy, I've got that covered because of Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, soups, flatbreads, snacks, smoothies, and lattes. So much more built out organic fruits and vegetables. And everyone who listens to this podcast knows that I don't cook and I don't do a lot to prepare things. It's too much for me. That's why I love Daily Harvest because with easy to prep options, I never have to think twice about what to eat for my next meal, snack, or dessert. Everything stays fresh in my freezer until I'm ready to enjoy it. Now, all the food is great. They have like a broccoli and cheese harvest bowl, which is amazing. Sweet potato and wild rice hash, which is amazing. But I'm just so partial to their smoothies. Their strawberry and peach smoothie. Oh my God. I mean, listen, the bottom line is Daily Harvest does all the work and delivers it right to my front door. So listen, if eating well is a goal for 2023 for you, let Daily Harvest support you on that journey. Go to dailyharvest.com slash velvet to get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash velvet for up to $40 off your first box. Dailyharvest.com slash velvet. I mean... We do, but the thing, I mean, I may be a little different than, like, from Kyle and, and Lisa. I think that that's what makes us different. Like, I'm the kind of person that when I don't like something, I have to tell you, especially if you're, like, my best friend mm. and I care about you. Like, you'll notice and, you know, I'm, you know, I scream and I'm very passionate about it. She has a different style. Um, so we're, like, good together, you know, but she recognizes when I'm doing that. And you'll have to watch the Ultimate Girls Trip and see. Yeah. But they're they're... they're inseparable it, it's like we were just in, in atlanta the two of us you know four oh yeah of us we were there for yes. porsche's wedding and it, it's like you see these two it's like watching two little 15 year old girls just hanging out and chatting and ch- and it's like they don't even know what the whole world is around them no one get <laughs> we're at the wedding just the two of them together it's like you know there's a thousand people here like just the two of them always yeah so. we just have so much they fun to, fight, we didn't even make up. know yeah. we didn't even know how much we loved each other and how great we are together like people see it like all the time and I think that that's why in the Ultimate Girls Trip, we made such a connection with Portia and Giselle because they kind of had the same thing going on. And then, you know, so it was like Miami and um, and Portia and Giselle. How was Ultimate Girls Trip? It was so much fun. You know, it's a different kind of show from The Housewives. And I think that that's why I enjoyed it so much because I was looking forward to meeting all these ladies that are just like me, you know, they're, they're, they signed up to do these kind of shows and they're, they're leaving their families behind for two weeks. And they're, we're all there to meet each other, to have fun, you know, to kind of get away from our show <laughs> and our cast and then just, you know, connect and just kind of like get to know each other in a week. So it was a really cool experience. And the fact that we got to go to Thailand and we got to, you know, we flew ticket, we flew on the way back. They separated us on the way there. But um, so it wouldn't become too chummy chummy before. But um, but yeah, so just like the whole experience was really, really incredible. You know, each I learned so much from each and every lady from the different cities. And um, and now, you know, we're all friends. 
after going on that, if you were going to, you know, got to know, like you said, we had like Potomac and New York and all these different franchises, Salt Lake. Would you want to be a part of any other franchise other than Miami? Or if so, which one would we it be? We love New Jersey. I'm not going to yeah. lie. We, and I say yeah. we because he loves they're, they're the husband. They're my speed. Those guys, they're my He's speed. He's from I'm, Staten Island. Staten Island, New York or so. They're all aggressive Italians like me, so I fit in better there. I'm from yeah. New York City, so yeah. I'm all about it, yeah. you know? <laughs> I mean... And we've had the chance to meet them. You know, we were Frank Catania was here with his girlfriend having you know lunch with them. It's you know, they're great people. Louis and Teresa, Dolores, they're all so much fun. Jennifer yeah. and her husband, like so. Bill it's Aiden like all those, they're, all, think, they're great guys. I think it's that we kind of like fit in more with them and like their culture and yeah. the way that they are. So we we love New Jersey, and um, I mean I love the lifestyle of Beverly Hills. I can fit in there with that. <laughs> but um, you know, I think that each city has like their character, and um, and we just kind of like. We flow more with like New Jersey. I could see. You I guys love in Atlanta New too. Well, we this show's Atlanta easy for me in Miami because there's not a lot of you know house husband presence because there's not a lot of house husbands. So we don't interact like say Beverly Hills would or, or New Jersey or would. New Jersey. Been. So we don't have all that pressure to film. Speaking of New Jersey, how did the two of you become such good friends with Teresa and Louie? I see the pictures. I see yeah, the dinners when you guys are in New York. Really? Honestly, it was just meant to be. You know, like people would always tell me that. That I reminded them of Teresa, but like the Latin version, and they would tell her that. And then our shows came back, <clears throat> and we did a house to housewife, and she was talking, and I was like, oh my god, it's like me talking like about love and about Louis and just about life, and she's such a great mother. We had so many similarities. It's kind of like we we knew each other from before. We're like kind of like the same people in so many different aspects of our life. And um, she's strong and she never gives up and like she believes in love and she's always has a smile. Like nobody's gonna take away like that happiness. Even though then she can yeah. have like an angry moment well, or a passionate moment. For 14, 15 years. But I I'm think exactly everybody knows what way. she's gone through. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, when you sit there and you have a meal with Teresa and Louis, they are fantastic people. I could pick up the phone and call Louie and say, I need anything, and he's the guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they really are great people, and we've loved meeting them yeah. and hanging out with them, and they're very mm -hmm. authentic and real. Why they do you really think? Are. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, Teresa, really I mean, I've are. met Teresa is very authentic. Yeah. I will give you that. Mm -hmm. And so is he. He is. So is he and her daughters that we got to spend yeah, some I mean, time this is now. A woman raising four kids. I mean, people sometimes have to put themselves in the position of this woman. I mean, I mean, it's no secret that. She was in prison for something she didn't even do away from her family. They see you came home with a chip on your shoulder. Who wouldn't? So, I mean, and she's on TV for all these years. Right. But she's just fantastic. And her kids are great. I mean, she's yeah. done a great job with those kids. They're doing great. So, I would agree. Why do you think, look, there's so much out there like Louie is a bad guy. Like you said, you, mm -hmm. you guys know him better than. You know, than I always say there's a bad guy until he meets the right woman. And I think he met as much with Teresa and I told her that. You know, some guys... You know, sometimes guys are this way we that fight they about are. This one sometimes, because I say he wasn't a bad guy. No, he was a rich, single, good-looking guy running around New York and New Jersey. So right. he has a lot of bad reputation. Breaking up with him. women, yeah, and you I know mean, what? So, women are bitches, and, and they get angry. Right, and then he wanted up with Teresa. So if he was just dating nobody and you know living in Duluth, Minnesota, nobody would care. Right. But you date a super famous woman on TV, and a lot of women are going to hate you for that, and it's going to come out of the woodwork. Right. Yeah, and so I, I share the I, same. Yeah. I agree with that. Both, I mean, yeah. but especially I say, you could Listen, just I'm be with, with a lot of bad person. boys in my life. Yeah, he's a bad boy in a different way. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes the right woman. Yeah. It takes the right woman. So I really think that he met his match with Teresa. And I mean, you know what? Maybe he did it to other women, but he not surprised Teresa. her on Thanksgiving. I mean, you know, it's on Instagram. Right. No secret here. Like, yeah. He's surprised we got tickets uh, Thanksgiving night. We're going to Paris. Like, hey, get it. Give him some credit. I mean. 
He's very charming, yeah. and I totally understand why she fell in love with him. And I totally understand why Teresa changed his life, and he fell in love with Teresa. And they were they're meant good, to be each other. other. He's and very good it's for all her. about that. Sometimes, like, you don't get it, but people get it. You just think okay. he gets a bad rap for no... No, I mean, I'm not saying for no reason, because, you know, where there's rocks there's where there's heat there's fire whatever it's called yeah, i was thinking yeah. in spanish you know <laughs> what i mean fire, baby. Yes. i was thinking in but spanish. I, I, I like knew what you meant so but again it just takes the right woman to come along and change your life just like it takes the right guy sometimes to come along and change your life and everybody's entitled to a second chance i i agree what about do you guys have any relationship with like melissa and joe and if you don't, like, do you feel you could, you know, that now right. that... Well, I know Melissa and Joe actually before, I was telling Todd just this, yesterday. before, just yesterday, before Teresa. Oh, wow. Because Melissa and Joe used to come a lot to Miami for, they used to always come in July for the Miami Swim Week. And um, she had some association with the swim line. And they always used to come and we used to go to dinners and you hang out with them and they were a lot of fun and I always loved them and the little pieces that I saw of the show, I liked them and I liked everybody. No, I saw them at BravoCon. They were just as nice and sweet as always. You know, I felt a little awkward because I knew the tension that was going on because I was at Teresa's wedding and I was aware of that. But again, you know, I just feel bad for both of them because they're brothers and sisters and I know that they got. love each There's other. No family. This is all they got and it's it hurts so much yeah. when this happens in a family and especially that, you know, they were so close. They're just being, you know, very stubborn, both of them. And, you know, sometimes that, that happens. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to move forward, especially because they're on the show together. But I know that they both have to be hurting. Yeah. yeah. Was it so it was was it was it awkward when you saw Melissa and Joe or like, do you feel that? Well, I, I'm sure they know like we're friends with them. Yeah. But, I, I'm going to tell you because it's funny yeah. that she was doing some press or something at the uh, BravoCon. So Steve, Marisol's husband and I were at the bar and Joe Gorga was there literally 10 feet away, five feet away. And I was like, oh, God, I can't introduce myself to this guy. He knows I'm friends with his sister. And I was like, can't even say hi to him. He's like, look at him. I was like, what do I do? And I was like, I never even met him before, but she's known him. And, you know, it's, that was a long time ago, but still. Yeah. It makes a difference. Like, you know. No, you know, I like I said, I could like you separately. You know, I may not like what is happening between you two. And I'm not going to play, play peacemaker because I'm not, you know, I don't like to interfere with family situations like that. But, you know, I would hear both of them out, you know, and at the end I would give them the advice that I would give anybody that I love and care for, which is like, you know, life is too short. Your parents are no longer here. Your parents are in heaven and they are hurting to see both of you not being, you know, together, brothers and sisters and doing this to each other. You know, it's just like, you know, I, I know that. I know my parents, that's all they wanted all their lives was for like, me and my brothers and sisters to, to get along and they would always tell us you're going to lose us and who you have is your brother and sister. That's good advice. Hopefully they heal in time. You know, it's pretty fresh and raw. It's still only a few months old since this took place. So hopefully. I hope so. So you, you never said hi to Joe Gorga at the bar? No, I didn't. He's a real estate guy too. And coincidentally, I saw a video of him trying to collect rent and it was quite the comical watching him. And I said, he's a funny guy and I know he has a comedy show. He's probably a great guy to get to know. But I felt awkward that if I walk up to this guy, he's going to say something that I know who you are, your friends at my side. I was like, yeah, I just avoid the situation because <laughs> I know he could have a temper like me. So I said, if 
forget it. I'll mind my own business. Just order another drink. Yeah, I'm right. at the bar with Steve. <laughs> well, before we talk more about the new season, talk to us about your great book that you wrote. Right, and well, first of all, how did this come about? And how does one sit down and write a book? I mean, right? Well, that's, that's, enough, that's a whole long story. It. You know, the truth is that I've been very lucky to be in this career. I tell people all the time, I found <laughs> something I love. And over time, what I started to do was giving back because you could do more and more deals, but it's just not as rewarding as helping somebody, especially young people, get involved. So we started bringing interns into my company. And from there, I said, this is great, but I have four, five, six, seven young people. And they all tell their friends. And towards the end of the internship, people say, oh, I want to bring friends in to do this, but it's over. You guys go back to school. So then I said, you know what? I'll start doing a lot of podcasts because I'm always invited to do real estate ones. And I do it. And I'd always tell people my phone number at the office or an email, and I would help people. And I said, how could you reach more people? And how could I teach people what I learned in 25, 30 years of real estate? So I said, I'm going to write a book. I said, how hard could it be to write a book? So I sat down and said, I'm going to write a book, but I read a lot. And I said, the biggest problem I have with real estate guys is that they write a book and they say, you should read my book. And at the end, if you really want to learn how to make money, you got to buy my uh, boot camp or my, all, the, all these different courses or come coaching. And I don't do any of that. And I said, you know, I want people to know the truth. So I put on this book, 100% of the proceeds go to charity. So I wrote the book. I financed writing the book myself. And everything will go to charity. So what you're reading is on you. It's on you. You know, it's, it's all for you. And it's very helpful because I teach people here in the book. I'm going to show it on the camera. Keeping it real commercial real estate. Yes. So like I said, all the proceeds go to charity. You can get it at, you know, toddnapola.com. goes right to the link or Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target. But the great thing about the book is that it teaches people how to either invest in real estate, how to have a career in real estate, commercial real estate. I don't really know much about how to be a broker of houses, but it teaches you all the different ways you can get involved in real estate. And, you know, we're going into a lot of uncertainty in 2023 mm -hmm. and real estate will be something that will make a difference in people's lives. And I love it for young people because I got started at 25. I bought my first property, still own it today, and it makes a huge difference. So that's why I wrote the book. What, how did you decide to donate all the proceeds to charity? I didn't want anyone to think I was trying to profit off of teaching. And that's just the truth. I said, I want to yeah. give it away for free. And I don't want anyone to say, oh, you're trying to push a book or promote a book. Or, you know, truthfully, Alexis promoted the book. And it's kind of comical. If I promote the book on Instagram, maybe like you'll get three sales. Alexis mm -hmm. most of the book. It's like 115. Mm -hmm. It's like it's the power that she has. You know, and I was very lucky because some of her friends promoted the book uh, where, you know, Damon John promoted the book. So. It's incredible the power these people have. Like when Damon put it on his platform with millions of followers, how many people go out and buy the book? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. But I wouldn't be comfortable doing that if I was going to make even a dollar because I'm not an author for profit. So the fact that I can Damon pitch John. it. Yeah, Damon. Yeah, Damon, that's, yeah. Damon John has right. been on this very podcast. Yeah. We love yeah. Damon John. Mm -hmm. yeah. He's so right. good. And, and you know what? I don't think that I didn't ask him to do it. He bought the book on his own. Mm -hmm. He went through the book and he did the promote without me even asking. But I don't think he dare would have done it if he thought I was doing it for money because he even said he's doing it to give all the money mm -hmm. away. And as wow. an entrepreneur, he has to respect that. But I make my money in real estate. I don't want to be for my money as being an author. What is the biggest mistake people make in real estate? Like when they start, like that first, like you said, you have the same building you started with. Like what's the biggest mistake they make when they invest? Well, for sure, the biggest mistake people have is this belief that it's so hard to get into real estate. It's really not that hard to get in. You just have to figure out what size you could get in. And the second biggest problem in real estate, and we've seen a lot of it in the last year, is people think you make money when you sell. And they think that the greatest thing is if I bought it for hundred dollars and I can sell for two hundred, I made a hundred dollars, I'm a genius. The greatest part about real estate is having the patience to stay in the game. Because if you could hold the real estate, it becomes generational. And when people talk about these wealthy old school families, they didn't sell. And I preach this all along here. The people it's like stocks. 
if you buy a sock and sell it, you're going to pay tax and you're going to have money and then you're going to go to the mall and buy stuff you shouldn't have bought and go on a vacation you shouldn't have and then you got to reinvest the money. So the biggest mistake is people sell for profit. Hold on. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Right? Like why sell if right. you don't have well, to? Well, sometimes people sell because they actually do need the money. Right. Or they were afraid, like, if I don't sell now, I'm not gonna, never going to be able to, to sell. But well, that, I think that's that the mistake. The, yeah. the fear, you, you'll always true. be able to sell. You could sell us something anytime, it's just the right. price. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. if you need to sell in the yeah. future and you didn't right. sell, you just lower the price yeah. mm-hmm. to below market and it will sell right away. It's hard, though. I mean, I get it. I mean, if you bought a property, let's use a realistic number for $500,000 and someone tells you six months later it's worth seven fifty, you're thinking what you could do with 250000 mm-hmm. But it's still yes. worth seven fifty, and if you don't cash out, the person's saying, "Well, maybe I'm only getting two thousand dollars a month. I don't want two thousand a month. I want a quarter of a million dollars." The problem is, you just cashed out, and then you have to start all over again, and you are always resetting. And to make it in this game, you got to have patience. Well, uh, congratulations, and I also didn't Thank know you were giving all the money to yep. charity, mm-hmm. so yes. I've learned something. And, and it's right there on the cover. All the proceeds will oh. go to charity. Well, there you go. I didn't read title, keeping it real. So Alexia thinks it's high. Alexia, really, Alexia thinks the book I is about give her. The real. Right. Alexia thinks that the Real Housewives invented the word "real," but the truth we is, did. the truth is, I had a guy help me, and his name was David, and he's a professor, and he helped me with putting the book together. He didn't write any of the and book. And he watched the show. Right? No, he, okay. he definitely doesn't watch the show. But he had the job. Like, we're going to keep it real on real estate. So I liked it because it did line up with the show and everything, but keeping it real is a catchy name. So that's how we came I up with it. I like that. I didn't even like take up on that either. Ale- Alexia does all the time. But the guy who really thought of the name wasn't I me. I thought it was cute. And I'm I gonna think tell it's you a this. great title. The best part is the right answers to all your real estate mm-hmm. questions, that came from Marisol. That was Marisol. Because Marisol's oh, wow. got one-liners like you wouldn't believe. She does. She does we have her one-liners. We were at having dinner, yeah. and he was like, oh, I'm coming up with, you know, I'm writing a book, mm-hmm. and this is what I'm writing about, and I just need, like, a good title. And you know we, you know we kid right. around about the real, but it worked. But then she said exactly that. Wow. How to ask the right questions. Leave it so to Marisol's Marisol. Marisol's on the cover. Leave it to Marisol. <laughs> Thank you, Marisol. Does Marisol know she's on the cover? She does. I mean, she, does yes. oh, yeah. Yeah. she promotes it a lot. Yeah. Yesterday she was coming back from. Right. We were coming back from Atlanta, and she was like going around to the passengers. Have you t- have you bought <laughs> really? Todd Napola's book? I was like, stop kissing <laughs> his ass. See, I mean that that PR background is still yeah. there for her. Yes. I mean, I can't wait to see Marisol in the new season. The trailer looks great. I do think it's a lot about Lisa. Do you guys, like, ever run into Lenny and or his girlfriend, Katerina? I mean, Miami's not that big a place. No, I mean, I haven't since this all happened. Um, I I haven't. No, we haven't. Yeah. What would you say if you did? You know, at this point, I don't even know if I would say hello to him or not. I mean, it's not like he was so friendly anyways. He's not, like, a very friendly guy. I, I, I would nice feel, I, I, well, he was nice to me too. My relationship to Lenny, he, he was a nice guy. He was at my my birthday party last year, mm-hmm. you know, last November, and we sat there and talked for yeah. half an hour. We last had dinner has, together. He so just he's always his... been nice and generous and kind. Same. So The truth is I, I, I say the same thing divorce. about Lenny, yeah. and I, I like to no stay out as well. Yeah. I would like to see him alone versus with the new girlfriend. That I don't care for. That would piss me off. I'm not going to lie. Um, but if right. I were, just, just if I were to see him alone, I would probably say hello to him and maybe even say I was, I was disappointed in him because I always spoke to Lenny like, yeah. and like you said, we always liked Lenny and Lisa and I liked him individually and I liked her and you know, I want to continue that and hopefully they yeah, you know, will figure it we, out. We both say so. Hopefully, you know, they once will the fig- divorce is settled, 
I honestly think that they're both great people. They'll become civil and get along, and it'll all work out. It's just very hard That's when everything is in the them. public eye, and you know they have all this fancy stuff to split up, and like they're going to kill each yeah, other until the judge involved. signs off. When the judge signs off, and now it's time to really move forward, they could start to mend their ways. You do. Think you think will. like in the future? I you think could so. See and listen, I've had yeah. other couples that have had horrible divorces. Horrible. And they said, oh, I'm never speaking to them again. And guess what? They're like best friends and going out again, like not romantically, but like as friends with other friends. You know, it just takes a while to get there. And I think Lisa is so kind. Like she, she's the easier going one of the two for sure. So it's not two stubborn people. I think that Lisa's pretty easy and she would be okay. And I think they'll be fine. How is she? Look, you read all these headlines that she goes to buy diapers. I mean, this is a headline. You saw it. Like she can't buy diapers for her kids or, <laughs> I mean, you're laughing. No, I mean, I, you know, obviously, like, nobody's going to believe that because, you know, she does, you know, make her own money and she's a good mom. So she's never going to not buy diapers for Elle. So that I don't believe. Like, who's writing them? I don't know why they're writing them. I don't know. I think it's kind of silly because, A, nobody believes it. And not only because she doesn't have the money, but because no mother would allow their child not to have diapers or have food. So I just thought it was a little bit ridiculous. And that's what happens. You know what I mean? It starts getting into, like, stupidness. It starts getting, like, really petty, really stupid. And, you know, you lose the thought of the real thing behind it, you know. The and kids. that your kids are going to, you know, I are going I just wonder where a lot of these scenes. facts come from because in the state of Florida, in family court, nothing is allowed to be real to anyone other than the lawyers that are listed. So when all these journals write about all these things that were said in the court papers, True. I would like to know who got that. Because you and I don't have access to it, neither it's the regular law. lawyers. Only the lawyers and the judge. So a lot of the things we read about and hear about, it's a lot of bullshit. We know that. It is, yeah. yeah I, the children should be protected and they shouldn't really yeah. be able or allow, you know, for these things to come out. Yeah, and these are great kids. Probably not even I mean, true. They are so beautiful and sweet. What about the fact that, you know, now it's rumored Lenny wants to which I mean I get it. I mean, I'm from a there's a lot of divorce in mm -hmm. my family, so I totally no, I mean, understand it's something how it like works. we've all yeah. been exposed Everybody's to it. Like we all first, get over it. Right. What about the fact that like Lenny is rumored to now he's I mean not rumored I mean I guess he is like he wants to he wants to know her salary from NBC. I want to know her salary too. <laughs> so yeah, so thank you, Lenny. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, not to give. I mean, I would think so too. Mm -hmm. You know, no, it's fair. I mean, what they're doing obviously it's not something. It's it's fair. I mean, it's disclosure. They both have to disclose their salaries. Have you got? Have you? How is Lisa doing? I mean, I imagine you speak to her now that the Lisa's season's good. back. I saw her at Todd's birthday. Yeah. She came, and um, and she's you know she's she's always happy, and I love that about her. And I've I always never tell seen her Lisa not smile. Don't let um, anybody take away that mm -hmm. smile, and you know that happiness, and just like that, you know that wittiness and that just like her, her you know who she is her essence you know this is like who lisa is but she loves alexia and she's always telling me too she's like i love alexia she gives me the best advice because alexia will give you advice whether you want it or not you're going to get it it's usually good we usually don't want to hear it at the time but yeah. it's usually good but lisa looks to her as like you know a sounding board because yeah, she's been through you know all i always stuff. told you her you know advice. you can also you know sometimes you have to be careful because if the person is not willing and ready to take it you know, they're going to either fight you on it or think that, you know, you're being rude or, or whatever it may be. But I feel like, you know, I've earned it because I've been her friend for so many years and we've been we've gone through so many moments together that she knows that I really care for her. And, 
she can trust me and that I love her and I have the best intentions for her and her family. And they you were know, friends. Even I have when, a, when there was no filming, we were right. still seeing them, and she was seeing. Yeah, Lisa yeah. I've always, I've things, always so. loved. I mean, we'll bicker about stupidity about that. Oh, because you, you wanted the biggest room. I mean, okay, you know, sisters do that too. You're right. right. We fight about our rooms. I just said that with Peter and Frank in Atlanta, they got a bigger room than us. Yeah. <laughs> there was just no cameras. Like, wait, yeah, like, we were supposed to get that bigger room. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's like silly stuff. Yeah. But like the real things in life, she knows that she can count on yeah. me. And I will be there for her unconditionally because I am that friend. And, you know, just the silly things, that's like, I don't even count that as a fight, honestly. No, and you do give good advice. Listen, if I needed advice, I would come to you. Mm-hmm. What? How did you feel about who she also turned to for advice? We see in the trailer she turned to Leah Black. Leah's- I was surprised myself that she did turn to Leah Black. Apparently, you know, Lisa and Leah have a, a friendship. And I wasn't aware of that. Um because I, I never saw that side to Leah, but I, I do understand that she would love to be a part of our show because, you know, this is a great show. And um, so now looking back, it's kind of like I'm flattered that she would want to do like a special appearance and kind of show us that she does support the show because, you know, she was in the show. And at this point, I don't think Leah's an attorney. Her husband, by the way, is a criminal attorney, not divorced. But I feel like any woman, you know, like our age or that has had other friends or has gone through things like that, we can give advice. And, you know, that's why you have to watch this season in particular because, you know, some things happened where, you know, I feel like we're all giving advice to Lisa, you know, just because of things that we've gone through. But, you know, she kind of needs advice from like a real professional, from a real you know, family divorce attorney. And you think Leah wants to be a part of the show? I think she secretly does. I think so. I think that the housewives was a big part of the show. And that's another problem that I have with the housewives that are no longer on the show. And they don't want to like bad mouth the show. They want to bad mouth the real housewives. They want to bad mouth all the women that have been part of it. And, you know, just think that you're like superior to that. There's an easy answer when you said, do you think they want to be part of it? And I've learned this as an outsider now. And he said, do you think that if she didn't want to be part of it, she wouldn't have filmed that scene? So by filming the scene, you answered your own question. Because I tell her, I said, oh, some of my friends at the wedding, they don't want to be on the camera. And one of my friends, whose name I won't use, was like, oh, my wife and I don't want any part of the camera. Yet when the girls were having like a little argument on one of the scenes, this guy kept on walking back and forth. I'm like, you know, you know they're going to fade you out, right? He's like... Oh, I'm like, you don't have to stand next to the camera. The people who say they don't want it ultimately really, really want it the most. And they just don't want to be honest. Mm -hmm. I think you should say everything you want. I agree with all of that. I think, look, if you you want to be part of it, I'm fine. Just stand up and say you want to be part of it. There's no shame in that. I don't know, Leah, but if she wanted to give advice and not be on TV, she could have said, just call me, girl, and I'm happy for lunch or whatever. We could do this. But the second you sat there and got mic'd up, you clearly want to be part of it. I Mm -hmm. mean, you can't deny it anymore. Right. That's a good point. Yeah, and not even just with Leah. I just think yeah. in general, everyone. Yeah. But you're right. right. Do you think Leah wants to be part of, like, the cast? I don't know. We should ask her, but, like, what he, what Todd is saying, which is the same thing I was saying, the fact that she did, you know, want to do the scene with Leah and, um, and be on camera, you know, it says that, you know, she does want to be part of this and that she does support the show. But that's where I have the problem with that because I know what she said in interviews prior to that. And that's what I have a problem with. You know, just like own it and say, like, be real. Like, be real and say, you know what? I love this. I would have loved to have been part of this. 
it's not working out for me now because I live in LA. But you know, thank you, Bravo. Thank you, Miami. You know, because it was a great opportunity. You know, and it's and it's something that I'll always cherish. And whenever I have an opportunity, I'll film if I can. Like that kind. Like th that's something I would have done. Mm -hmm. So I, of course, I can't expect everybody to be like that, but Alexi's it, it bothers authentic. me. Alexa, like I said, she give the advice you and just... she's going to tell you how she feels, like it or not. Right. She's going to tell you the truth. She may be sorry she said it and then she'll own it and she does apologize, but she's just going to tell you the truth. Some people would ask her before the show came back, would you like the show to come back? It was never, well, I don't know. It was like, I would love for the show to come back, but I'm not in control of that. But right. she always owned it that she would love for the show you to did. come back. You did. You've always. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Why no, wouldn't I mean, you? It's I a great that platform, it was, it right? It is, and I think it's and it's a great show, and um and and even so, like I've always been very truthful. Like in season two, when I had to step down, I decided to step yeah. down as a half as a housewife. They did not make me a friend. They didn't. It was just because I obviously was going through my situation with Frankie, and I psychologically and emotionally couldn't handle it. Right. And I had this talk with the producers and with Andy and the whole network, and they supported me. To the point I had the same contract, I had everything the same, except when I was able to show up and film, I had to. They had no pressure at all. They were so good with me, and they supported me. But then, you know, people like to say that, and I feel like some of the girls now, they're like, oh, but you were a friend. Mm -hmm. Season two, no, I wasn't a friend. I've always been a housewife, but because I was a good mom and a real housewife, I had to step down and take care of my family. Right. That I was using. a business person because the truth is I run a big business and I know 99 people out of 100 would not have offered what she did. She would have said, no, I'm a housewife. Here's my contract. I'm just not available to film. Too bad. But she took the liberty of going to the producer and saying, I'm not going to be ready for this. You could demote me if you want to call it that, but I just can't give you the time you need. Right. And the minute she was ready, they brought her right back. They wanted her. But truthfully... I don't know all the girls in the franchises, but I know there's hundreds of them. Who would really do that, like deflate themselves a little bit for the sake of taking care, even taking care of the family, but they didn't have to do that. She could have just stayed on board and filmed very little. And right. no one would have said a thing. Right. right. That's but I true. mean, I've always yeah. been very, you know, like to myself, like yeah. I know how much I can give and how yeah. much I couldn't. And again, I mean, my son's accident and his recovery is still playing out 10 years yeah. later. Yeah. So it was a very difficult time in my life that Still even is. today Still is part difficult. of my story continues to be in season five and and it's very hard you know to share mm -hmm. things like that <clears throat> and that's why i have like no time for the other girls when they're like making up stories or being confronting you know just talking about like you know stupidity or making things up when i have like day-to-day -day struggles life and challenges and so do many other families in america and around the world you know, and these shows yeah. have become much more real in that sense because a lot of things that we couldn't talk about or wouldn't talk about many years ago, today we are. Mm -hmm. And I think that That's that true. really helps, you know, a lot of people. Well, also, like, when we were talking about the people that really want to be on it and then, you know, they say one thing, that's kind of like that's all the backlash Bethany Frankel's getting with her podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, she said she didn't want to be on Housewives for all these years. And even and the title now has something to do with the Housewives. Rewind, these yeah. women can't get over it. I mean, it's like, it's it's really like, I you see, that's what I have a problem with. Right. Because, you know, at the end, everybody knows it. and um, and And that's exactly what she's doing. It's like she... That's what she's doing. And I don't like to talk about yeah. other housewives. And I don't want to talk about her, but that you're right about what you're saying. <clears throat> I mean, it's kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. We'll wrap up in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. What do you think Lisa... Look, she's not ready to date now, right? Obviously. But 
what type of man do you think Lisa should date next mm-hmm. when it's time? A hot one. <laughs> um, I think he should be very nice. You know, I think that now she's probably going to look for a man that, you know, is more about Lisa, you know, and is not so like egocentric or narcissist as Lenny, that it was like more about Lenny. You know, I think that now it's kind of like, as I feel like when she met Lenny, he was like the superstar being like the plastic surgeon and she was just like his wife. Now the guy that she meets, it's going to be like, he's going to be her husband. You know what I mean? Because she's already like someone. I do. You know? So, but I just want him to be nice and I want him to take care of her and, you know, and be good to her, you know, emotionally, psychologically, you know, money is not a problem. It's like, this will be the best thing that happened to her in the long run. I feel. But what do I know? Yeah, I mean, not the best thing. I always like to say everything happens for a reason and when it has to happen. And I think Lenny was the best thing that happened to her when she did meet him. And you have to think about the happy moments. Not everything was bad. I mean, now we're just concentrating on that. But, you know, they had a beautiful life. They had two beautiful kids. They had very happy moments in their lives. Think about that. Concentrate on that and everything else will work out. And because we haven't really talked about her, although a little bit, what about Larsa and all these rumors that she's dating Michael Jordan's son and she says no and people are saying you're doing this just to get back at Scotty and there's all... You think so? I don't think she's trying to get back at Scotty. I think that Larsa really cares for Scotty and and loves Scotty as a person. I don't think she's doing this to get... I haven't heard that. But um, if I heard it, I would say exactly the same thing I'm saying today. I think that she likes this guy. Yeah. And he's likable. I mean, <laughs> I didn't hear it either. But so, and listen, I'm a gay man, so what right. do I know? But <laughs> something with I don't know Michael Jordan and Scotty, something in the sports world. There's something well, there. I mean, I know well, there's I think some that's rivalry. Why, they have a conflict. Yeah, I think that's why people other. were saying it. But you know, Lars is in that scene, and she's single, and she's having a good time, and more. This power is just the one her. who came across the path. You know, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as we wrap up the new season, final words from the two of you. As I'm so excited the show is back. I can't wait for Girls Trip, which hopefully we'll see in January maybe. Mm-hmm. That looks incredible. It looks incredible. Sure that was so much fun. I said that one I saw, I just laughed the whole time. It looks time. like a comedy yeah. show. Yeah, it it was actually so much fun. And um, like the host of the house, the house manager, was everything. Yeah. He he just like made everything great. Who, so did you, who did you leave the closest to? Is it Portia or is it... Um, probably Giselle and Heather, yeah, Giselle and Heather, and, you know, obviously, I'm not going to say Marisol, but, um, we continue to be close (laughs) like that, not even closer, but, um, I think from the new girls that I met, Giselle, and, um, she's strong, but I like her, we have a, a lot of similarities, and, um, and I liked Heather a lot, too. I love it. Yeah, you know, I liked all of them, that's the thing, it's like, why do you have to pick one? Like, I liked all of them, I loved Candace. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with her. I thought she was supposed to be, like, mean. And that's what everybody told me. And that's why I don't like to read any of those things. Candace don't watch anything. is wonderful. Oh, yep. my God. She's so wonderful. sweet. She's so smart. She's so beautiful. It was like I loved her. I loved Whitney as well. I didn't like that Whitney and Heather were not getting along. But, you know, I wasn't there to save the world. You know, I'm there. I wanted to have fun. Like, you know, I was leaving my family behind. That was the most difficult part for me. And different time zone, and Peter and Frankie and Todd and my business and the girls and the dog. I mean, it was it was tough. And it was got- tough getting there. It was, it was like a mental, but it was something I had to do for myself. I said, I this is going to be so good for me. You see, I try to think about the positive, and I'm like, this is going to prove to myself 
mentally that I can do this. And also people don't I even realize like, she, my she does behind. this show, so she filmed the regular show, then she gets on a plane to Thailand to film that show, then like she said, you know, she has a lot of time invested, you know, when she spends with Frankie and Peter, then she has me, which I'm the easiest. <laughs> then mm -hmm. she has two stepdaughters now who live with us full time. And then, by the way, we haven't, we haven't really brought the fact that Alexi owns a business too that runs full time six days a week in Alexi and Frankie's beauty bar. Yeah. So she doesn't stop. And what was she doing all yesterday on the plane and all this morning? Like I said, trying to do a, a toy mm -hmm. drive. So she really never stops. Wait, and dealing that I only had four nail techs yeah. today. Well, and all these appointments. I'm like, okay. And it's Art Basil, so I'm sure yes. it's busy. Yeah. Right. Was was and you got to see all these people at BravoCon. Was yeah. anybody did anybody like snub you at BravoCon? You know, you hear about housewives that you know, like eh, you thought they might have <laughs> been nicer than they were. Mm, you know what? I'm so friendly that I honestly I I loved all of them. You know, I just loved, and I think that we have this special bond that even if we don't know each other, but because we know we're all in this together, that is just our nature to be, you know, nice and sweet and say hello and recognize I, I, I each other. I'll give them the flip side because I like to be the optimist. The ones that blew me away with how nice they are are the Catania family. I had met Frankie Jr. and he's fantastic, <laughs> but I, I met his mother there and Frank Sr. and they are just incredible people. And like I said, Frank came down here. We had lunch with them. They're a blast and they're really they great are. people. Yeah, the Jersey so people are who, very friendly. I'll tell you who surprisingly couldn't be nicer is the Catanias. What a class act, great family. Yeah, they're very friendly. Yeah. And, and look at how they sweet. get along. They're a divorced couple. That could be Lisa and Lenny one day. Yeah. Maybe Lenny's coming back yeah. on the show. Yeah, we need Lenny. <laughs> Without Listen. the girlfriend, though. Stranger because things Because Frank's happened, girlfriend's right? nice. This yeah. one, I don't know. True But you trail. know what? Life is, has a lot of turns. Yeah. And, it's um, cyclical. Yeah, it's cyclical. Yeah. So you never know. We're here today saying this. And, you know, next season we may be all be filming together. So final words on season five. We are so excited. It's so good. Any final Sorry. words on this new season of what people can expect? Well, I mean, they are going to, they are, I don't know what they're expecting. Obviously, we know what they're expecting from Lisa. Like, and I can say that, you know, a lot of the friendships, like between the OGs, you know, it takes like maybe like a different um, course. And, um, and you know, just exploring, you know, different friendships, you know, and relationships. And, and it gets really real. You know, it gets really real. You're going to get to see, you know, a lot of different dynamics I think in the group. A, it's going to be a better season because now, like what she's saying, the first season, everyone was coming back to this after several years, the new girls, the old girls. Now they're starting to figure out who's who and forming friendships, and you get to know the person better. Right. Like, so and in I my think case, it's, a, it's a better show. Yeah, and yeah. like in my case, point. for example, I was going through so much last season that I really didn't even have, like, yeah. a chance. Yeah. So, like, I would sit there, I remember, in my, in, uh, my um, engagement party and um, at the Versace mansion, and all I can think about was my mom at the hospital mm. being sick. And me having to show up, put on a smile, and then these girls, Adriana's fighting Larsa about her fake butt, and, and about Kanye's, um, you know, penis. And I was like, "What are you doing? What are you saying?" But I was so far removed yeah. from the reality because to me, my reality was my mom in the hospital. Yeah. Right. So and dealing with a wedding in three or four days. So it was like it, I was, you know, I've always been very removed when I'm going through real things in my life because I can't associate with that. But this season, because luckily for me, everything's going, yeah. you know, great in my life. And, you know, the typical family things, yeah. which you'll see because it's part of being, you know, a mom and the dynamics I have with my family. But um, besides that, you know, we're in a great place together. We're, you know, doing everything, you know, together and everything's great. 
But as far as the girls go, I have a moment to like reflect and see what's going on between the ladies. And I have an opinion. <laughs> And I have a lot to say. <laughs> I am sure you do. Well, I can't wait to watch it. Everyone is so excited. Miami's back with like full force. So like I really appreciate congratulations on the book. Thank you very much. That congratulations for giving all the money That's to right. charity, yes. especially like charity guys. Uh, charity. Alexi's gonna pitch, mm-hmm. Alexi's gonna pitch Seriously. Like does. <laughs> this is my copy, yeah, everyone. But everyone it. could get their own copy. Barnes right. and Noble, <laughs> everywhere else. Yeah. And you guys will have to come back as the season progresses. I really appreciate both of your time. I always love talking to you. I always love talking to you. These are two of the nicest guys. So thank you so much. And we will see everyone soon. Bye, you guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.